Hello and welcome to the Lancet podcast. Richard Lane here on Friday, April the 9th. This week we focus on a three-part series in the issue of the Lancet dated April the 10th to the 16th about renal medicine. But just before that, I just want to draw to your attention, if you haven't already noticed, that The Lancet is now very much alive and kicking in the world of social networking. Do look on our website homepage for details of how to get to our Facebook and our Twitter pages. And our editor, Dr. Richard Horton, will be doing a daily blog in the run-up to the UK election, which is taking place on Thursday, May the 6th. Now, chronic kidney disease and renal failure are strongly associated with two of the largest non-communicable diseases, cardiovascular disease and diabetes. And around a third of people aged over 65 years meet the criteria for chronic kidney disease. So this series takes a close look at the latest cutting-edge developments in renal medicine. The first paper takes a look at how recent developments in genetics have contributed to our understanding of the underlying mechanisms of kidney disease. The second paper takes a look at chronic kidney disease from a prevention and early detection point of view. And the final paper in the series takes a look at the potential of kidney cells to regenerate, a fascinating area of emerging research, which we'll be hearing more about in just a moment. Look out for a comment giving an overview to the series, a profile on nephrologist Dr. Giuseppe Ramuzzi, and a world report item. And now let's hear from Dr. Giuseppe Ramuzzi talking to my colleague Tony Kirby, author of his profile in this week's issue. Neonephrogenesis and the capacity to regenerate renal tissue. The three big questions, whether terminally differentiated cells in adult animal kidneys have regenerative capacity. Are we close to finding out the answer to that? Well, I think we are not terribly far. It's difficult. Yeah. There's a yeah. long way to go. We have found a niche of stem cells with embryonic characteristics or capacity to differentiate in virtually every other cells in the glomerulus, in Bauman capsules, in tubuli, probably in renal papilla. In, in several uh, areas uh, of the nephron. And uh, why should those cells be there? I think it's a question of the entity of damage. If you have a massive renal damage, massive renal damage is, is possible that uh, for those cells it's difficult to do the job of repairing a kidney which is exuberantly damaged. But if, again, if you start to pick up early signs of diseases, you probably allow those uh, uh, cells that are there for some reason, I believe, we have discovered that just these days they are there in uh, mice, they are there in rats, they are there in humans. We need to know more about those cells and how to convince those cells to go uh, where they need to go in order to repair a lesion. What would actually be involved in that process? Is it, a, a, you know, drug, drug treatment? For instance, we have found that ACE inhibitor allow the kidney to reorganize. And in fact, uh, at least in animals, but we have evidence in humans that in some cases, uh, uh, if you treat patients with face inhibitor for 10 uh, uh, or more years, we have observed, uh, I will send it the picture of that, in 10 patients we have observed the GFR, the glomerular filtration rate after 10 years of face inhibitor starts to increase. After, in the first year of treatment, you see that it stopped declining, but then, you see an increase in GFR, which shows sign of regeneration already in humans. And when we reconstructed three-dimensionally the glomeruli, more than 100 glomeruli in red, we found signs of uh, glomerulosclerosis resorption. And was, in fact, the cover of kidney International showing those data 
indicating that even a sclerosed glomeruli, uh, some areas of sclerosis, uh, under ACE inhibitors can be resolved. And, and we have evidence now that ACE inhibitors allow those uh, stem cells uh, to function more effectively, actually to really repair the kidney, at least in animals. So this is the way to go understand those mechanisms and try to apply that to humans, for which we already have some solid evidence of uh, regeneration from uh, measuring the glomerular filtration rate. You think the answer ultimately is yes, that the, it can? Yeah, I think the answer is yes. Yeah. And then the second uh, question, well, it leads on from the first, I think, whether multipotent progenitor cells actually exist in this kidney. What is a multipotent progenitor cell? What's the simple way of explaining that? Those are cells that have uh, stem cells marker uh, and can differentiate yeah. from uh, stem cell progenitor state uh, to differentiated cells that need to be replaced, uh, that need to replace the ones that have been damaged. Now, everything is uh, linked to the early intervention. And again, the science of regeneration is linked uh, to the story of uh, early detection and looking yeah. at the urine and look uh, of uh, uh, early sign of renal disease. It's all interlinked. You, you know, you, when someone is at end-stage renal disease on dialysis... There is it, nothing it, you can do yeah. when late is late. If screening picks it up earlier, then... Exactly. All, all, all and it... then you allow what your organism is organized to do, you allow to fully exploit the possibility for the kidney to regenerate and, if you start there. And this new this new and exciting science exactly. can take hold. Yeah, I think so. And what about the last part there, whether whether kidney repair can be um, accelerated by cells from outside the kidney? We have done that in, uh, in animals, and yeah. it's certainly there. We have found that it's not uh, those, those cells who repair the kidney are uh, um, mesenchymal stem cells that we are taking from the bone marrow cells uh, uh, from umbilical cord are mesenchymal cells taken from the umbilical cord even more potent and this was cisplatinum toxicity and the reparative uh, capacity of those cells is uh, just unbelievable. They prolong animal survival dramatically, particularly those from uh, uh, umbilical cord. We have also studied the amniotic fluid uh, stem cells. Those are less potent uh, than umbilical cord and even than bone marrow derived mesenchymal stem cells. And now we have a human protocol already approved by authorities to use uh, bone marrow or uh, better cord blood uh, cells from third party in patients who have suffered acute uh, uh, renal injury from cisplatinum toxicity. The challenge is to be able with cells to repair kidneys from chronic uh, uh, ongoing process for chronic injury uh, simply because uh, uh, renal disease, as we, as we said before, doesn't manifest so easily. So sometimes you are facing, majority of time you are facing with chronic problems. This is another story, but I am optimistic that we will still be able to intervene again if it is not too late. Well, many thanks to all our contributors this week and to you for listening. See you next time.